Welcome to the Lagan Valley Vineyard Podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing Lagan Valley filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, laganvalleyvineyard.com. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. Hello, my lovely friend. Thank you for saying hello to me. Um, my name is Yvette and I'm part of the lead team here and um, I'm compassion pastor here and it's my joy and love to um, help us to unpack uh, Jesus in our lives together. And uh, what I'd like to do is just start by um, what we normally do in culture and info and just share something about how you can get involved in the ways of Jesus in our local community over the next few weeks. So um, some of you have come to me and um, as, as an increasing number of people that have been asking me, I thought I would do something about it. It's always a good thing to respond to people in community with their hearts and their desires. But a lot of you have been coming. Here's the prop that I got from our city centre management. A lot of you have been asking me about this £100 voucher that you're all getting. And uh, some people have been saying to me, if I don't know what to do with that or I haven't got something I need, um, is there a way that I can bless somebody else in community with mine? And of course, as Compassion Pastor, my answer is always, yes, you may. Now, you can't uh, give your voucher to us as a church. That would be illegal and start some kind of weird um, legal, illegal thing going. No, you can't do that. You have to spend the voucher yourself, but you can give what you spend it on to local community, to a charity, uh, through us, if you would like to do that. Um, now, caveat on this. Some of you already know what you want to spend your voucher on, and you need a new pair of shoes. Please buy your shoes. It's yours. This is your £100 voucher. The whole point of the voucher is uh, not this generosity thing that I've got an idea for, but the whole point of the voucher is to support our local businesses, isn't it? So the idea is that you spend your voucher, you spend it well, and you spend it with real thought and care. And if you do that, the life of Jesus is in what you do. So I just want to encourage you, and we want to encourage you as a church, that when you take your voucher and you go and spend it, would you also just maybe bring the love of Jesus in and through that voucher and imagine how you can do that really well? So if your hairdresser has been just broken by the pandemic and you're using it to get three haircuts, well, every time you go and use that, why don't you just take a moment to speak encouragement to your hairdresser and think about maybe something that you could speak encouragement to them. When you go into shops, shop people just seem so busy, don't they? But you know what? They're not really. They're just stressed because life has been pretty hard recently. What if you just took a moment to say to a shopkeeper, hey, can I have a word with you? And you took them to one side and said something simple. And look, if you don't know what to say, why don't you say to them, my church is praying for our community and for local business, and I'm learning how to do that too. And our church has encouraged us to encourage you. And so I just want to say, I've been buying pots and pans in this shop for years, and I've never ever thought that if you weren't here, I couldn't buy pots and pans. So thanks for being here. Thanks for working really hard and setting up this business in local business. And we admire you that you're competing with Argos and Sainsbury's and Tesco, and you're still here and you're bringing life to our high street, and we value you. And isn't that the way that Jesus would speak to them? And just see how you can encourage them. So take your voucher, spend it really well, 
in maybe a small independent business that's really going to help our local economy recover because you took your voucher and really thought how you spend it, spent it and didn't just take it to a big uh, store that maybe doesn't need it as much, although they also employ local people. If you do think that you've no use for your voucher, then we will encourage you to use it in lots of ways. I've set up um, a gazebo out the front there, and um, I think visual stuff's really helpful, isn't it? So we thought over the next few weeks, we would put some things inside the gazebo that our community has asked that you could spend your local £100 voucher on if you wanted to, be that part of it, be it, be it, be it a pound. You know, the Bible teaches us to tithe 10%. Maybe you're like, I'll tithe 10% of my voucher and I'll go and buy some food bank food. There is some food bank food on a table in that gazebo this morning that are specifically the items that the food bank are short of. They're short of tea, coffee, sugar, uh, milk, and biscuits. So if you've got a bad memory, just imagine yourself sitting down with a cup of tea and everything that's on that table is what the food bank needs right now. So uh, buy them one of each of those items or go into a local shop, uh, your corner shop or greens, that's a local small independent business, and buy a 100 pounds worth of those items. The guys, they'll help you put it in your car and bring it. You can bring it straight to the food bank. The opening hours are online or you can bring it here. The other thing that we've got out there is when I went to local charities and I said, if our church wanted to give, spend a £100 voucher, what could they give? First of all, every charity was like, that's amazing. One big charity leader said, it never ceases to amaze me what Vineyard offers to do for us. So they, they came back, about five charities came back and said, we really need newborn baby packs. So I said, I think we can do that. So we worked out how it would be for you to be able to spend your £100 voucher on a baby pack. Now, a baby pack that we put together out there costs around £70, but you can also do it for 50 so you could spend half your voucher and buy your shoes with the other half. But there's a baby pack out there. The people in the last service were really smart. They went out and they took a photo of it. So then they've got it in their phone, they know what to put in a baby pack. But we will also be releasing uh, through Alex on our social media and on our weekly emails and our compassion newsletters coming out, we'll be releasing on that the lists of how the things that you can buy. So you can take that shopping list, you can go and buy a full baby pack and you know what to put in that. But if baby packs are not your thing, there'll be some more uh, ideas on those news coming out and you can buy some things and give them to us. Um, you can take them direct to charity or you can bring them here. I'll set up that space at the front every Sunday for you to give. These vouchers are coming out. Um, if you don't know how to apply for them, you can ask us that too. I'll help you with that. Um, and they're going to run right through into November and that will lead us well actually into Christmas. And so some of you might actually think, well, when Love Lag and Valley is launched, which we're launching it on the 7th of November, when you'll still have the tail end of your vouchers, you can buy some things for Love Lag and Valley for Christmas for us with that voucher too. So put it to good use, but most of all, just spend it wisely loving our local community. And thank you for being the church and doing that well uh, with us. So you have the privilege or non-privilege of me also 
opening up God's word with you this morning uh, beyond that announcement. But it's wonderful actually to do that announcement because it's a beautiful illustration of what I feel the Father wants to speak to us through his word this morning. We are continuing our series called Love Alive and we are in 1 John together. And if you're not familiar with the Bible, 1 John is a book near the back of the Bible near Revelation. And so it might be good if you have a Bible with you uh, to open that up. If you don't have a Bible, you can actually just Google 1 John 2.28 on your phone and that will come up for you and you can read along with us. I'm going to ask you to just place your hand in the scripture there and we're going to read it in a moment together. But what I wanted to do was just start us by reminding us this morning of um, the potency of God's word and of his scripture. And it's really good, isn't it? for us to not rush into reading the Bible sometimes, but even on a Sunday, to remind ourselves that God's word, the Bible, is living, breathing, and active, and it's alive. The Bible speaks of itself like that, and those who wrote the Bible. And also, the Bible was inspired by God's spirit, the Holy Spirit. And that same spirit was given to us as a gift to be inside of us and to reveal God's word to us. And you'll read lots in scripture about the, the spirit of God being given to us so that when we open the Bible, it's not a book of words that don't make any sense, which many of you will remember maybe the first time you opened it before you knew Jesus. You looked at it and it looked like a load of words and it didn't make any sense. I had a great conversation with a friend about that this week who doesn't yet know Jesus and was saying how when she opens scripture, it doesn't make any sense. Well, the Holy Spirit is partnered with the scripture and it brings God's word alive. And God's word is living, breathing and active. So let's come to God's word this morning with that in mind, that his spirit is there to reveal to us. And when God's word is revealed to us, we understand the very person and the nature of Jesus and reminded of what we're trying to remind ourselves as a church at the moment of two things, that God loves us dearly and that we are called to give that love away to other people. And it is my life's joy to enjoy those two things, to understand that God loves me dearly and that it, he calls me to give that love away to other people. And I love exploring that and finding that. And we as a church are exploring that together. So if, you, if that's a new concept to you, welcome to church where we get to explore that together, that God loves us and that we are called and we have a purpose to give that away together. When we look at uh, John, we really see in this book that he understood that and he lived that out. By the time John was writing this book, um, he was an older man and he speaks from real experience. He had an incredible life. He'd been uh, one of Jesus' 12 disciples, the inner circle with James and with Peter. And Stu unpacked that with us last week and the week before where Stu reminded us that uh, John called himself the disciple that Jesus loved. And Stu got us to say out loud, I am a disciple that Jesus loves. 
And I was doing that with my friend this week over coffee. I was telling her about Stu because she didn't hear what he said. And I said, and he got us to say out loud, I am a disciple who Jesus loved. And it feels kind of awkward, but what a wonderful truth for us actually to practice speaking that out. I am a disciple that Jesus loves. And because of that, I get to tell other people that he loves them too. And they get to speak with me in all the things that I do in the giving and the receiving and the coffees and the gumming and the going, that you're a disciple that Jesus loves and that we get to tell that of each other. And John got to talk and walk with Jesus. He witnessed Jesus teaching and telling other people this truth, that his heavenly Father loved them and that he'd come to bring them life and life in all this fullness. John was with Jesus when he did miracles. Imagine being there. Imagine seeing uh, the life of Jesus coming to someone's broken leg, broken bones, and being involved in that. John was there with Jesus right through. And he was there when Jesus died, and he felt that loss of hope, thinking, everything that I believed in is gone. Is this even the powerful God that I thought he was? Is this the Jesus? And then suddenly Jesus comes alive again and reveals himself and John was there and he suddenly realized that even in my heartache and my loss, the living, breathing, resurrection Jesus is alive. And suddenly those two things kind of made real sense and he carried them for the rest of his life that in loss and in death, Jesus brings life and hope and John began to learn what it meant to live that out in God's kingdom. Do you know, um, I just want to recount with you my first experience of that because it's so good to remind us that Jesus is alive and he's breathing and that each of us at some point has an aha moment where we realize the truth of Jesus in our lives. And I remember for me, it was when I was about four and my dad um, I had lost his job and he was selling printing machines um, and he was starting up um, his local business. There's a local business for you again. And he went to see this man to sell him a printing machine and the man sat him down and said, right, you know, you've told me about your printing machine. I want to tell you about something. And this man sat down and said, Peter, I want to tell you about Jesus. And uh, I've met Jesus. He's a real and he's, and he's alive. And this is what he's meant for me and my family. And I want to tell you, Peter, that you need to get to know Jesus and this, that, it, that Jesus is alive and he's real. And uh, you may be struggling financially at the moment with your family, but if you trust in Jesus and you take hold of him and his truth in your life, I can tell you he's not going to let you down. And in that moment, this man explained the life of Jesus, the power of Jesus, the person of Jesus to my dad. And my dad, he helped my dad accept Jesus into his life. And my dad came home and he told my mum. And then in his really simple fatherly way over the next few years, he showed my sister and I who Jesus was. But he showed us in his discovery of Jesus as he was looking for money and he prayed and Jesus provided for us as a family as we were looking for a home and he prayed and, and Jesus was there with us. And he taught us that. And he took us along to a church where the Bible was so deeply important 
in that, that they made us sit through three services on a Sunday before 12 o'clock. For goodness sake, I don't know how you do that. Um, actually, our staff team now do that. And uh, you only get to do it once. You're very welcome. But um, this will be our, coming up our second service today. But my point is, this church just taught us as a family of the power of the Bible. And they taught us that if you drill down and you ask questions and you read about it and you ask it to come alive and you ask the Holy Spirit to come in and speak to you, the Word of God is living and active. And you get to know the person of Jesus. And in doing so and in practicing what the Bible says, your life becomes rich with understanding purpose and value and destiny that, the, that Jesus calls us to hope to a home. And that one day... We're all going to be in heaven together, and Jesus is going to be there. We're going to see him face to face. And as I go out in community every day, I'm reminded of my personal experience of meeting Jesus for the first time, my dad leading us through, of the power of Scripture and the power in our lives, and I'm just compelled to share that with other people. And I love it when people say to me, thank you for bringing me the baby basket, or do you know, when you bring this food bank food, I'm at my wit's end, and I offer to pray for them, and maybe they might ask me about scripture, and when they do, I say, yes, I'd love to unpack that for you, because I know in that moment, uh, they've experienced some of Jesus' love and compassion through the things we've brought to them, but then in that moment, they desire, and that's the Holy Spirit coming into their lives, into their home revealing him, Jesus, the person of Jesus to them through us. And in that moment when I pray with them or I open scripture and read a verse and it comes alive and for the first time scripture becomes alive to them, that's the Holy Spirit coming into their home and into their lives. And as we read in 1 John today, we will see that this is John's experience of the living, breathing, resurrected Jesus, his friend. We'll see in this passage that John met Jesus. He knew him in the hard and in the easy, in the fun and in the not so fun, and he walked a life with Jesus. And God calls us as a church, as individuals, to know the love of Jesus in our lives and to learn to give that away to others. So let's invite the Holy Spirit to come as we read through this passage together. And I'm not going to unpack it much more than what I already have. What I would love you to do is to join with me as we read God's living, active, and breathing word out alive together. And maybe for the first time, or maybe a time afresh again for you, would you feel with me and know with me that the word of God is alive and that it speaks into our lives? And has there ever been more of a time then we need to pick up the word of God and allow its truth and life to speak into us. Then right now, when we're emerging from the pandemic and our minds are telling us all kinds of things that are taking us off track and taking us off the truth, or people around us are maybe a bit more negative or fearful. Fear is a big thing at the moment. And in a moment, we're going to sing a worship song. That is the opposite to fear, because it's so good to speak truth and remind ourselves. So the, the living word of God is truth, and it is living and it's active. Let's read this out together. And Holy Spirit, would you come 
as we read your word and would you make it alive in our hearts and may we, as the disciples who you love and your church together, take home this scripture in all of its essence and may you bring it alive to us now as we read it in Jesus' name. Come, Holy Spirit. 1 John 2, 28. It's entitled, God's Children and Sin. The theme here is God's children. And now, dear children, John writes, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of him. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is who we are. The reason the world does not know us is that they did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we do know now that when Jesus appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that we, that he might take away our sins and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues in sin has either seen him or known him. And then I'm just gonna go on to verse 16 of chapter three. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or a sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or with speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. And I say to you, dear friends, if your heart condemns you, and this is an emerging from the pandemic thing, just remember who you are. If your heart condemns you, we know that God is greater than our hearts and the things that speak into our mind because he knows everything. Dear friends, verse 21, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and we do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he loves us. We know it by the spirit that he gave us. And so Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're a gift from God to us. 
May we know the truth of Jesus in our lives. And may you reveal the person of Jesus to us more and more afresh every day. And this is God's command, that we believe in his son, Jesus Christ. And I just want to finish by saying, if you don't know Jesus, he is so available to you. And if you feel like you've got a bit cloudy in knowing Jesus, he is available to you. And he loves you dearly. He's living, he's breathing, he's alive, and he's active. And he desires to have a relationship with you. And if you're anything like me, and I discovered that as a small child, and I remember that moment when it was like, oh my goodness, I have really messed up. My life is a mess, a childlike kind of mess. But the Holy Spirit revealed to me sin. And in that moment, someone also told me, but Yvette, you know, it's okay because Jesus died on the cross for your sin. And he's here to bring you eternal life. And if you choose to commit the rest of your life to follow Jesus, to learn, and what it means to follow Jesus is to learn the person of Jesus, who he is, that he loves you dearly, but then to learn to walk that out and to practice that with others in the highs and the lows, in grief, in pain, in loss, and in celebration. And we do that together in community. So if that's new to you, welcome to church where we're gonna explore that together for the rest of our lives and never get it fully right, but live in the hope that that's the truth of Jesus Christ in our lives. He died for us. Our lives have changed because of that and his love is available for you. And so I'm gonna invite you to just invite God's Holy Spirit into your life in your own way and I invite God's Holy Spirit to come to bring Jesus alive in you today, to let you know and remind you that the Father loves you, that Jesus loves you. There's forgiveness because Jesus died on the cross for us. And in this moment where we just need to remember the truth, remember God loves you and that he's called you to give that away to others. And we're gonna worship now. We're gonna speak some of that truth out as we worship. And one of the best things we can do as a church over the next few months is learn to declare truth in our lives. So as Stu put the liturgy up early, earlier, we're learning to speak God's truth out. And doesn't that do us good? When we feel one way, we speak and remind ourselves of truth. And when we worship, we may come and feel, I'm not feeling this. But when we worship and we declare truth, we ignite the truth of God in our lives again. So as we worship and we sing, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Some of you will really need to want to speak that out today. Some of you might not want to, but you really need to. Just say in yourself or with your mouth, I am no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. And so enjoy some worship. It's our gift to you, speaking out God's truth in your life.